This podcast contains explicit language. Listener discretion is advised. And then as soon as he hits the lava, the credits start, and it's hit the road, Jack, by Ray Charles. <laughs> I know, laughed my balls it off. me off. <laughs> I thought it was one of the best shaggy dog stories, one of the best long jokes I've ever seen. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Thundercast. My name is Christian. My name is Lucas. And I'm Liam. Here with another podcast that just talks about movies. Today's episode is sponsored by Casper, not the mattress company. Oh, okay. <laughs> the, the friendly ghost. Oh, I like it. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was going to be that neo-Nazi I met on the street the other day. <laughs> no. Casper uh, is always with us, though. Not like your neo-Nazi friend. <laughs> He's no. not my friend. Yeah, we don't want him around. <laughs> uh, uh, today, we're coming to you live from 2019. It's not yeah. 2018. It's true. Yeah, it's a, we're, a, we're a year in the future now. Yeah. Uh, although it is only January, so we'll see what happens with the rest of the year. Uh, but I have good hopes for this year and good hopes for the podcast. Uh, except for the fact that two out of the three of us are quite ill right now. Um, you might hear a number of sniffles, a number of coughs as we go through this uh, rundown. Uh, but as it stands right now, I'm in good spirits, but not good health. Uh, yeah, today we're going to go through um, some of our favorite movies from last year. We're going to kind of do a rundown of the things that we saw Oh, since we released the Die Hard musical, if you have it, or Die Hard musical. <laughs> yeah, that would be amazing. Now, the Die Hard radio play, if you haven't had a chance to listen to that, please go on to our, uh, our Podbean or Spotify, iTunes, whatever you listen to your podcast with. Uh, we released a Die Hard radio play. It is something. It is, it is something. It is something. Yeah. Uh, we I'm haven't been, yeah, we <laughs> haven't been sued yet, so that's great. Uh, there's no cease and desist order, so I think we're in the clear. And, and uh, we also felt it would be beneficial to talk about any news we might have missed over the break. Yeah, so we we got a number of things we're gonna go through today, and uh, maybe even what we're really anticipated for, anticipating this year in regards to film and pop culture. I uh, we'll kind of I think what we'll do is we'll start with what we normally do and go through what we ha- what we've seen over the break. We've seen I I know I've seen quite a lot since we took our break. Uh, I know Liam's probably in the same boat. Uh, but going off of this list, I saw Die Hard. Um, obviously, <laughs> I'd finally seen Die Hard. I'd never seen it before, and I was like, "Well, if we're gonna do this Die Hard radio play, I should probably educate myself." And you were the one who pitched the idea of the Die Hard radio. Oh, I play. was. I was. I just thought it'd be fun. I thought it was gonna be a good time, and it was. And uh, Die Hard is equally a good time. Mm-hmm. It is a, a wonderful time. film. I, I I had a very hard time uh, uh, pinpointing how long the movie was. It's a long film, but it does mm-hmm. not feel like it's a long movie. Yeah, it's like two hours and ten minutes or something like that. And it does not feel like that. No, but I, I, and the action doesn't even start until like 20, min, 20 minutes into the movie. No. You don't really notice. No, nope, not at all. And now Christian knows what Lucas and I have been talking about <laughs> since the day we met him. Yeah, yeah it's been a long time. Uh, first much, it was yeah. Commando, then it was Die Hard. Yeah. <laughs> I'm learning, guys. I'm getting all these, there. All these 80s action gems. Yeah, it's just, it wasn't my thing for a long time. But yeah. I, I mean, I can't. I love the everyman. Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, I also saw Gremlins. I've seen Gremlins a million times. I think Gremlins is a more superior Christmas movie, but now Die Hard is a, is a rival for it now. Yeah, it's okay to be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. That's my, ta- that's my tagline. <laughs> that's mine. Hey, new year, new Liam. <laughs> I, hate, I hate everything about this already. Uh, I also watched Jingle All the Way 2. There's with, a second one? Yeah, with Larry the Cable Guy. That happened? Yes. Why? Um, it has nothing to do. It's not, it's it's just a movie of, that it, that they threw a fucking name on. Oh, man. Um, so the whole premise of that is Larry's trying to buy a toy for his daughter, but yeah. her stepdad um, is trying... He What he does is he goes to all the stores and buys up all the toys, and then they have a fight in a warehouse where they throw bears at each other, like teddy bears at each other. So I was I was really optimistic and hopeful, then you told me that. I lost all <laughs> Honestly, it's fine. Yeah. It's not a good movie, but I watched the whole thing. It was on TV, and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I think... I think I could sit through this. There was a couple of uh, green aids that helped me get through it, my way through that movie, but, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Um, Liam and I, we went with work, and we saw Smallfoot. Oh, okay. Um, it's the Is big... that that, that uh, Yeti? Yeah, movie? Channing Tatum plays a Yeti. Oh. Uh, Danny DeVito plays his dad. And uh, <laughs> Common is there. Yeah, Common plays, oh, like, the, he's called the Stone Keeper or something like that. He, <laughs> he's got this, like... 
really big cloak made out of stones. They live in the Himalayas and like uh, they're trying to maintain the Yeti culture and not interfere with humans and stuff. It's it, it's an obvious allegory for religion. Yeah. Oh, it's it's blatant. <laughs> it's very much in your face about it. Interesting. Um, and him and I also after that after that movie that same day we watched a little film called The House That Jack Built. Yeah. Um. Let's come back to that because I feel like we're gonna talk about it for quite a while. Um, right, I haven't even heard of this. It's a Lars von Trier film. With uh, uh, Matt Dillon. Yeah, so after we watched How, House of the Jack Built, we are going to talk about it, but I want to save it for a little bit. We watched Hard Eight, Paul Thomas Anderson's first film. That movie's great. I had okay. never seen it, but very good movie. Yeah, it's wonderful. It's one of his shorter films. It's uh, it's really subdued in a lot of places, but you can see where he's going in his career at that point. You really can see how, how, how he wants to make movies when he was so young. Uh, then... Uh, Liam and I saw Glass. Uh, just the other day, actually. Yeah, just the other day. It's fine. Yep. I mean, right. like, I love the first Unbreakable. I really like Split. And this one, to quote most critics of the time, it's a, quite a letdown. Yeah, mm. but it's also just a movie. It feels like Shyamalan just kind of, like, wanted to make something, and he's like, fuck it, go back to the well. <laughs> like, <laughs> honest, see what I, I got in here. I've, I've just noticed that whenever he has high expectation, whenever there's a lot of expectation on Mr. Shyamalan, he just can't live up to it. No, mm. not at all. Or he just doesn't know what to do. Uh, coming back to The House That Jack Built. Okay, so The House That Jack Built is a movie by Lars von Trier that played uh, at Cannes uh, Film Festival. It was his return to Cannes Film Festival after his Nazi comments, what, like four or five years yeah, ago? Yeah, five years ago. Mm-hmm. He got suspended from Cannes. Yeah, because he was... Nazi sympathizer apparently he just told a really bad joke is what happened um, but anyway the movie is it's it's about a character named Jack who's a serial killer and the movie takes place over the course of seven incidents no five incidents sorry if, I'm pretty sure it was eight wasn't it no it's oh, five right it's five incidents in his life maybe it's eight I don't know I don't remember I was I was pissed by the end of the movie um, <laughs> but uh, it's got these incidents each each act is is an incident and they're all the p- pivotal moments in his career as a serial killer the things that he considers uh, the the pinnacles of his maturing into this this role, um, the violence is really well done. Although sometimes it's funny, and you're like, I don't know if I should be laughing right now. <laughs> like uh, it's in the trailer, but there's a point when uh, he drags a lady's body uh, with his car down the highway. While David Bowie, uh, what is it? Uh, Heroes? No, yeah. no. Heroes. No, it's not Heroes. It's, uh, okay. le- I think it's Less Dance is playing in the background by David Bowie. Interesting. And it's, he's just dragging this fucking lady's body down the road. Huh. And then he, he gets to, to his meat locker where he stores all his bodies. And then he looks outside and there's just a trail of blood following him. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, no, sh- no shit. Like, yeah. like how, how stupid of a fucking serial killer. <laughs> but then it starts to rain and washes away all the blood. Which he considers, like, an act of God. That's, like, God telling him, like, no, keep doing this. You're doing God's work. Uh, but, oof. Sniffly Liam. I think we should have a sniffle count. Every time Liam sniffles, I'm going to put a ding. But as soon as he takes that body into the the uh, meat locker or whatever, he takes off the tarp that he has her wrapped in, and her face is ground down to bone. It's gnarly. Oh, and there's a lot of shit in the movie where it's just, like, that's hyper-violent, and, they, and you just have to sit through it. Mm-hmm. There's a scene where he kills his, his stepchildren. He shoots one of them in the leg, blows his fucking leg off. The other one he shoots, shoots I think he shoots him in the head, kills him, just instant. Yeah, it's Jesus. gnarly. It's, 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 wow. But you don't actually see them die, mm. but you, you know the implication. It's very yeah, Hitchcock-y. Yeah, yeah. Here's the thing also about it, which is that, like, so I was really into it for about the first 45 minutes. And then what happens with most Lars von Trier films happens. He gets his head too far up his own ass. Yeah, it's a jerk-off <laughs> movie. Because oh, yeah. in between the incidents, it's just stock footage and still images while Matt Dillon, Jack, talks to Virgil um, from... It's kind of a spoiler. I'm going to fucking spoil it. I don't give a shit. Right. Um, he's talking to Virgil from Dante's Inferno. And, okay. and he's being led through... The end of the movie is him being led through the seven uh, layers of hell. That's how the movie ends. And then I, wa- I really want to t- tell you how it ends because I love the ending so much. And it pissed me the fuck Liam off. was mad. <laughs> I haven't seen him that mad in a long time. So they're, they're on the final level of hell, and they're standing at a bridge, and the bridge is broken down, and underneath them is just like a giant pit of lava. And on the other side of the bridge is a, the stairway to heaven, right? And so he's like, what's that? And Virgil's like, oh, you know, you climb up that, you go to heaven. And he's just like, has anybody ever made it across? And he's like, I mean, people have tried, but nobody's done it. He's like, how do I do it? He's like, you see the wall. 
and it's all like tiles and shit. And he's like, you can climb across that if you want, and then like get over there. And so he's like, you know what? I'm gonna try it. And then Virgil's like, good luck. And he fucking pieces it out and leaves. And then Jack starts climbing on the wall, um, and he's like crawling along. And then he gets halfway. And then, honestly, this scene takes like a good eight minutes. And okay. he's, he's crawling along the wall. He gets halfway through, slips and falls and dies. And then as soon as he hits the lava, the credits start, and it's Hit the Road Jack by Ray Charles. <laughs> I know, laughed it, my balls it off. pissed me off. I thought it was one of the best Shaggy Dog stories, one of the best long jokes I'd ever seen. And I was like, and anybody who knows me knows that I can't stand a movie that wastes my time. And I felt like that movie wasted my time. It is, a, is literally what is it, Shaggy, Shaggy Dog? Shaggy Dog story. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shaggy Dog story. It, that is the oh my god. It's a literal like it, it. It's a visual representation of a Shaggy Dog story, and I love wow. a good Shaggy Dog story. I do too. That I, is, I, uh, I think they're super funny, and this one like it. I thought about it for about ten minutes after I watched it, and I was like, I did not like that movie. But then I thought about it after a week, and I was like, I actually kind of like that movie. <laughs> like, like it's bad, but it's not like it's got a great ending, great punchline. Um, anyway, that's House That Jack Built. Uh, I don't know. I also watched the documentary for Fire, which is the uh, about. It's called Fire: The Greatest Party Ever Told, or Never, Never Done, or whatever. I don't fucking know. But it's about uh, the Fire Festival, which happened in 2017. It was supposed to be this this music festival out in the Bahamas. It was like big, big fucking deal. And then and they were gonna they were promising all this stuff that they couldn't deliver. And then when people actually showed up, they had them in like little hurricane tents that just could not work. They just did not work. And uh, then they did not have flights for people to get home or anything like that. And it was all run by this guy named Billy, who's a total fucking cock. He's a hustler. He's a, he's a con man. And he's still running hustles today, even after he got, uh, I think he's like, got sent to prison for like six years or something like that. I was like going to say, oh, wow. it sounds like, uh, uh, was it the Wolf of Wall Street guy? I forget his name. A little bit like Jordan Belfort. Yeah, a yeah. little bit. Yeah. Anyway, so that's, that's everything I've seen. I don't know what you guys have seen yeah. recently. Uh, uh, go ahead. Go ahead, man. You know, I saw pretty much most of the big releases that came out over the holidays. Um, I guess I'll start with, uh, um, like, uh, I also caught up on some things. I'll start with the worst, I guess. I watched Venom. Oh, yeah. Uh, fuck I downloaded I it and decided, you know what? I'll give it a shot. Mm-hmm. It's it's awful. It's, it's <laughs> awful. Yeah, it's, it's the equivalent. And I know that I've been. it's been brought to my attention that apparently it was one of the inspirations, but it was... It was a bad Ren and Stimpy cartoon in live action. Yeah, it was. It's really not well well done. It, it's like some of the action is cool and some of the CG is cool, but that's all it is. Mm-hmm. It's CG and like the jokes are not funny. Yeah, Tom, you can tell Tom Hardy's trying so hard. He, he's there's a little bit there. There's a glimmer of hope, <laughs> but he's just not hitting the beat. Yeah. You know, there's also uh, Riot is one of the worst villains I've seen in a movie in oh, a long time. Right. Is is that the guy who was played by? Um... He was in Rogue One. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. he's uh, yeah. Rick from uh, uh, Nightcrawler. Yeah. But yeah, no, oh, he's yeah, yeah. literally just evil Elon Musk, and then he becomes, uh, <laughs> in the end, he becomes a big uh, CGI hulking monster. Oh, yep. good. Yep. Um, oh, man, I should know his name. Riz Ahmed. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, but yeah, no, it was pretty shitty, long story short. Mm, that's yeah. unfortunate. It's not a good movie. I also watched uh, Bumblebee for no other, like, so... After Transformers 4, I decided that I, on principle, would not pay to see another Transformers movie mm-hmm. because it pissed me off so much. And Michael Bay's comment of, oh, uh, terrible or not, you'll still go see it. So, and I responded by saying, no, I won't. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I, I stopped seeing them after the third one. Yeah, I, I, I haven't watched past number but two. I went to go see it because I was hearing really good things. Like, it was at to a point where, like, I think 94% of critics liked it, uh, according to Rotten Tomatoes. Um, so I was like, okay, maybe we we have a good Transformers movie. It's just another Transformers movie. The only thing is it just doesn't have the racism and pornographic misogyny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I, I, like we were talking about this before, and uh, it's a step up. Yeah? Like the, like the bar went from on the ground to about ankle height. <laughs> yeah. So. Did you see it? No, so no, probably, I didn't. no. Also, uh, it's based on Liam's description. Uh, John Cena's a terrible actor. <laughs> <laughs> is that really a shocker? Not really at all. But I was like, what he was he's... in two big movies this year. He's also in Blockers. Yeah, I mean, yeah. when he's being funny, he's he all right. Like but... an animated bull too, and like Ferdinand or whatever. Yes, he did. Yeah. That was 2017, though. Oh, okay, never mind. Yeah, yeah no, I mean, he's okay <laughs> when he's trying to be funny, but when he's trying to be serious, I'm like, wow, you, you suck, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, then I saw Aquaman, which I honestly really, really liked. Um, yeah. It's 
Um, so like, given how hit or miss the DC uh, movies have been, hit or miss, and how, uh, or I mean, <laughs> a lot more misses than uh, hits. Mm-hmm. Um, with now, I think that clock's two that I liked. <laughs> um, but you know what I mean. I've told Christian about it. It's a lot of the, the production team has talked about how it's a uh, how they're. They were inspired by, like, Raiders of the Lost Ark and whatnot, where I'm like, oh, this is a Harryhausen movie, just with a budget and, like, uh, CGI. Um, like, and it's also, and I praise it so much for what I kind of give Marvel a lot of shit for, which is it is not scared at all of the material it's based on. Like, to a point where the villain Ocean Master, I was, you can't really see it in the trailer, but by the end, his costume is, like, bright purple. Really? <laughs> and they even, um, great. he even has this helmet thing where they, like, mocap around it to make it look like it's closing in. Um, and he has, Spider-Man. like, the big red eyes. Nice. Um, there's a point where there's an octopus playing the drums. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, That's I mean, great. like... Uh, it's funny how, like, the two movies this year, there have been animals playing drums. <laughs> Ant- Ant-Man and the Wasp was another one. That's yeah. true. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, no, it's like, uh, I just want to sit Kevin Feige down in front of that screen and be like, look at how unafraid they are. <laughs> Take notes. Um, Feige doesn't fucking care. Um, but, like... Uh, I mean, there's also, like, I saw it with two other friends, and they both didn't like it. Um, and they were like, Liam, I think this might have just been a movie made for you. <laughs> um, but, like, uh, they are like, oh, it took itself too seriously. The tone's all over. I'm like, no, the characters play it straight, but the situations and everything around it are completely absurd. Like, it's like a Masters of the Universe cartoon in live action. Hmm. Um, like, to a point where, like, you don't cast Dolph Lundgren give him pink hair, and put him on a giant seahorse by accident. You do that deliberately. <laughs> I mean, that's how movies, movies are deliberate. You can't, you can't just like, oops, I guess he landed on a seahorse. No, <laughs> but I mean, it's not like Man of Steel where, uh, where there's some laughably ridiculous looking things. But I mm-hmm. think, but Zack Snyder doesn't seem to be aware of that. Like, there's that point where, uh, uh, where, Zod is, where Zod's talking about how he scoured the universe and whatnot. He's walking around like this oversized... Uh, human looking astronauts who have lights coming out of its chest. <laughs> I'm like, this just doesn't fit. Yeah. Anyway, um, what have you seen, yeah. Lucas? Uh, well, first thing I want to mention, uh, not really a movie, but uh, there was this stream that happened over the weekend. Okay. Uh, have you guys ever heard of the YouTuber H Bomber guy? No. I've heard of him. No, okay. He, he does videos on like games and movies and stuff, occasionally more political topics, but uh, he did this. Tw- uh, he did this live stream uh, to raise money for a charity that uh, a charity in the UK to support kids with gender dysphoria, and uh, he accidentally raised almost three hundred fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> accidentally. Well, his goal was three thousand dollars, <laughs> and he's like, "I'm gonna sit here. I'm gonna play Donkey Kong sixty four to completion to one hundred one percent, and I'm gonna raise some money for for trans kids." And uh, he. People just started showing up, and he eventually raised almost three hundred fifty thousand dollars. That's amazing. He had John Romero on there, who did like who made like Doom and like Daikatana and stuff like that. Uh, he had Adam Conover from Adam Ruins Everything show up. Really, and the big one. This one was really really weird. Uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, one of the new congresswomen <laughs> yes, in yes. the United States. I, actually, I saw I saw a tweet that was just like, uh, I didn't mean it when I invited you. Yeah, <laughs> Wait, yeah. isn't she the yeah. one who quoted Watchmen at a summit? At yes. a summit, I think so. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, she just kind of popped into the stream, and everyone's like, "What the fuck is happening?" And <laughs> this then is the was, world we live in. Now, yeah, yeah, and then uh, H. Bomber guy during the stream, when she was there, he he was stuck on this one point in Donkey Kong sixty four. He's like. Uh, I, I really appreciate all the work you're doing for, for the states over there, but I have to ask you one really important question. How do you turn the power on in this factory? Because I am stuck. <laughs> <laughs> Did she have the answer? No. Uh. She's like, she's, she was like, no, no, I never played Donkey Kong 64, but I played a lot of like Pokemon Snap. <laughs> <laughs> get out of here. Get out of yeah. my stream. <laughs> then she said the N64 was the best system and everyone forgave her. Uh, okay. <laughs> all right. That's not but it. it was just this really, really weird, but sort of hopeful and optimistic, uplifting thing. Yeah, because she, she's kind of, uh, she's making waves right now. She is. She for... is. Yeah, yeah. She's like probably the most socialist person ever elected in the States, which yeah. is interesting. Uh, but it's not necessarily about her. I just wanted to bring up this yeah, really, really yeah. weird event that happened. Yeah, but totally. also really, really great and hopeful sort of thing. Yeah. But yeah, so there's there's that. It was really weird. <laughs> I liked it. Sounds like someone I'd party with. <laughs> She's a congresswoman. You know they like to fucking party. <laughs> you play some Pokemon Snap with her. Yeah, there you go. 
but I also finally got around to watching season three of the Ex- of the Expanse. The Expanse. The Expanse. Is yeah, that, that's on Netflix. No, it's not. It's it's a sci-fi series. Actually, it's an Amazon series now. Sci-fi canceled it. Amazon picked it up. Uh, it's based on a series of novels by the same name by Jess, James S. A. Corey. Uh, the novels are like Leviathan Wakes, uh, etc. I forget the rest of them. They all have. Have weird. you read them? I've read all of them. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm in the seventh book right now. Season three just came out. Uh, the show season three is the second half of book two, and all of book three all mashed into one season. Huh. But it works, right so that's really cool. Yeah, what's it about? Uh, it's hard to explain. It. It's it's sort of like Game of Thrones in space okay. in a way, uh, because basically it's uh, interplanetary politics plus first contact. Ooh. Oh, cool! Yeah, all right, so, I'm intrigued. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I I heard the name because my cousin watches the show, and I'm pretty sure he's read the books. Mm. Just because like he's uh pretty into that type of stuff like the very yeah. high like high fantasy sci-fi but also very yeah, political it's, stuff it's, it's not it's, it's pretty hard sci-fi actually they take the science very seriously but the sort of the, the world the the show exists in is earth is super super populated and there's like 10 billion people living there or actually more than that i think but uh, then they've also colonized mars and they're working on terraforming it uh people have been there for like around 100 years or so and also, they've colonized like the asteroid belt and a couple moons oh, of cool. like, Jupiter. And so uh, they've got all these different uh, groups of people: the Earthers, the Martians, and the Belters. And the Belters are really interesting because they don't really have uh, a, a stable form of government. So it's uh, Mars and Earth are kind of literally like they're oppressing, not necessarily oppressing them, but they're exploiting them because right. they need resources from the belt. The Belters are also they grew up in low gravity, so they're they're very tall and thin and very long arms, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And they have this really distinct accent in the show. They've made up completely made up an accent for the show. And That's it, cool. And it really works. Sorry, huh. Lucas, are you sure you weren't describing yourself here? Lucas <laughs> 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 a bel- Lucas Belter. Maybe, maybe I am a Belter. Yeah. Grew up in space. Uh, actually, Belters wouldn't be able to survive on Earth because gravity is too. Yeah. So, so that's Le- completely unrelated to what you're talking about, but semi-related. If you are a human and mm-hmm. you're born on Mars, mm-hmm. are you still a human? You're still a human. But like you're a subsect of human. Yeah, you're like a Martian and, at that point. Yeah, yeah. but it's interesting because like the the the, pe- the people that colonized Mars, the first people that went to Mars, for whatever reason, were people from India and people from the southern United States, just because. So the people uh, who live on Mars are uh, at least some of the some of them are uh, are dark skinned people with sort of a southern drawl. <laughs> That's but peculiar. It's a really uh, slightly altered southern drawl, but like they go into really. Rich detail on the show and in the books. It's do you really think your voice would change in gra- different gravity? Like you would have a maybe. Like a... I don't know because maybe my the vocal cords would probably not go maybe. as far down. That's an anyway. excellent question. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm. Well, I'm. I want to know. No, yeah. No, well, uh, Neil deGrasse that. Tyson tweet us. Yeah. <laughs> deGrasse? How do you say? It? I think that I think it's deGrasse. Well, Neil deGrasse now, Tyson. Neil deGrasse Tyson is one of those guys we aren't supposed to like anymore. Why? Because a bunch of uh, people are making a big deal about it. he comments on political issues that he shouldn't be speaking to. Yeah, fuck it. He's a Twitter person. Yeah. <laughs> he he's, he's a science communicator. I talk about shit I probably shouldn't talk about too. Yeah, we do. Fuck it. But um, what else did I say? I saw Bandersnatch. Oh yes, yes. Which yes. I still want to yeah. watch. Um, it's. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's uh, disappointing. I don't know. It, it is very choose your own adventure in the fact that if you choose the wrong path, you die and go back to the start. The very <laughs> beginning? Well, they, they kind of fast forward through the first couple things. but like, ah, okay. And bring you back to the choice. But then like, you have two choices. You pick one, and they're like, oh, wrong one. Go back to the other choice and choose that it one. It doesn't play out? It, like, it does. It plays out, and then you're just like, oh, blah, 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 and go, you go back to the start. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I totally thought it was a little different than that. Yeah, sort of. And... Um, there's apparently, I don't know, it, everyone's like, this is revolutionary, blah, blah, No, it's true. No one's ever done that with a movie, but, like, it's a whole genre in video games. Like, yeah, exactly. It's been around for a very long time. Been, yeah, it's a big <laughs> genre in books, too. Yeah, like, it's yeah there you go. It's, uh, the biggest criticism I've heard is that it's a little just too ambitious. Yeah, I, I, I guess you could say that. It is very meta. It is very meta. I, I can understand that. I don't want to spoil it, but there's I, some ridiculous stuff that, that can happen. Does it make reference to other Black Mirror stuff? Uh, not really, no, but uh, uh, do you want to know a small spoiler? I don't mind, no? personally. You, Liam? Uh, no, I won't, I won't spoil it. I won't spoil it if you want me to. Uh, just do it. I don't care. Okay, at one point, you can tell him that you are controlling him via Netflix. Weird. Yeah, it's very strange. and like it, it, But to me, it kind of took the tension out. Right. It was, it was like this weird psychological uh, drama, thriller sort of thing. And then suddenly, like, oh, I'm watching you on Netflix. And it becomes this silly 
silly comedy thing. And, uh, I don't know. It and it, it's it's very weird, very meta, and like I enjoyed it for what it was, but it just it didn't grab me like other Black Mirror stuff. Had. That's totally reasonable. Yeah, yeah. The guy who directed it, I have been an on and off fan of mm-hmm. uh, David Slade. Mm-hmm. Like he did things like uh, Hard Candy. Oh yeah. Um, he worked on Hannibal for a long time. Oh okay. Which was a good show. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I know he directed one episode of Black Mirror, but it's an episode I haven't seen. Which one is it? I think it's called, like, Motorhead or something. Oh, yeah, I don't no, like it's, Motorhead. It's, it's, it's fine. I don't, I don't really like that episode. No. No. I called it, like, way ahead of time. Oh, yeah. I mean, I also have almost completely caught up on Black Mirror now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. like, I know Very what I like. In, Liam. I know yeah. what I like in that <laughs> show, and I know what kind of things I don't, I'm not crazy about. Yeah. yeah. I knew you would like Black Mirror, too. Yeah. I, it was not a hard fucking sell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it was also, I was, t- I've told Christian about this, that, like, uh, for the past, part of why it took me so long to watch it is because for the past two years or so, people have been like, oh, Liam, you should watch this, you'll love it, Liam, you should watch this, you'll love it, I'd be like, wow, I didn't like that very much. <laughs> <laughs> Just like me in the first episode of Avatar. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't like it very much. Um, but yeah, uh... There's that, and I've been keeping up with The Good Place. Yes, yes. it's the best fucking show on TV. We have one more episode. One more episode this season, yeah. I, I, watched, the, I watched the one the other day. Oh, man. It was very good. Oh, man. Very, it, very good. That show blows my mind every episode. It's like six different shows in one, but what, in a good way. What I've noticed recently in the third season is, uh, specifically is that the show is really not about the core four anymore. No, it, it's no. about Michael and it, Janet. It is, it <laughs> yeah. is, which which is great because Janet's the best part of the show. She is the bomb. <laughs> She's, She's so, so good, good. so so good. You guys continue to cement how this is a really a podcast that talks about movies anymore. It's a podcast that talks <laughs> about the good, good place. place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I talked about a stupid Don Kong sixty four stream. It's true. We that. talk about everything. <laughs> Fuck it. We got we have no direction anymore. Twenty nineteen. We're going everywhere except yeah, for some subjects, but apparently I'm not allowed to talk about it anymore. <laughs> yes, um, I really loved. Uh, Chidi sees the time knife. Yeah, um, yeah. I just I, <laughs> I saw the time knife. <laughs> yeah, at first he's like kind of cool with it, and he's like, "Until I saw the time knife." Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, he's so good, and I like how they're really going oh, into a lot of stuff and just like just just full bore. Yeah, they don't fucking care. And it is like, well, they care. They care so much. That's what I mean. This is this is a half hour sitcom mm-hmm. on network TV. You would not be able to convince me that. No, that, that it's a movie, that, a show that's about uh, morality and, yeah. and, and, be, and living the best version of yourself. And, and ethical philosophy. Well, yeah. I mean, here's the thing. As much as Christian says I should watch it and I'd love it, there's also he also has the whole thing where he's like, uh, recently at work, somebody showed up and asked if I wanted to read, borrow and read their philosophy books. And Christian's like, nope, nope, don't give a vote. That is true. I was like, <laughs> it's like, why not? It's like, because he takes it too far, he, lo- he starts to lose his grip on self. <laughs> There's been multiple times where Liam, like Liam, will read like Nietzsche and stuff, and then mm-hmm. it's just like, no, stop, you're going too far, too oh, deep. Yeah. Or he, like, he, like oh, well, he went through this whole Anne Rand thing. I think we talked about it. A, a He's while. talked about Anne Rand. Oh my god! Also I'm like, so glad uh, you're over it. I've also fallen into. I mean, like a lot of it was my frustration with the philosophy and how I. I think a lot of it was also my frustrations with how here in Alberta we have the new objectivist movement and yeah, and yeah. like how I and why I was so fixated on it is because I was genuinely really scared because I'm like. Yeah. I thought this was dead. Why is this coming back? Yeah. Yeah, a lot, a lot of stuff that should be dead is coming back. Let's move on to happier subjects. Yes. Uh, I also saw Spider-Verse, which is a thing that uh, we were going to be talking about at length in another episode. Yeah, so uh, our next episode, we're going to have a guy come on, uh, a guest, uh, and we're going to talk about Spider-Man uh, yeah. at great length. Yeah. Uh, so what we're going to do now is we're going to talk about some of the movies that we saw this pat- in 2018, the things that we liked, things that we didn't like. Um, why we didn't like them, why we did like them. But we're going to skip Spider-Verse altogether <laughs> because I don't want to gush about it for 45 minutes. Because we will. We, we will. It, It's going to happen. Will. I will, for sure. Yeah. There's I no, assume there's Liam no will, too. Yeah. Yes. I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the only thing I'll say about it is, isn't it very bizarre and amazing how uh, the best Spider-Man movie we've gotten, the most authentic Spider-Man movie we've gotten, is an animated movie that just celebrates why people like Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. and comics. Yeah. Like, yeah, okay. Well, yeah. Okay, let's we not can talk do. about this for hours. Uh, There's other comic books. book movies that came out that we can talk about. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, fuck, I don't really know how to start this conversation. Yeah. Like, uh, should we go, uh, was it, should we just say, like, our five favorites or our few favorites of a year? Yeah, uh, I th- yeah, sure. I think that's a good place to start. And then, then we can talk about the ones that we didn't like. We'll save that for the end. Because, yeah. you know, people love listening to people bitch. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, Lucas, what what are your top? Because you, uh, you yeah. put you have three. Is that I, right? I put three at the top there, yeah. but uh, one of them we, we just talked about was Spider Verse. Yes. <laughs> Should we just do so it where it's like that. you say one, Christian says one, I say one, I and then we just go around? Yep. Yeah, sure. Yep. So, so should we just skip over Spider-Verse? Yep. yep. All right, so my next is A Quiet Place, <laughs> which we have talked about before on the pod, but mm-hmm. it is just so mm-hmm. fucking good. That's my favorite movie of last year, yeah, hands it's, down. It's so good. Anyway. I, I love everything about it. I, I think it, it, it works so well because it takes a, a, an idea that's been done a million times. You know, yeah. like you, uh, oh, yeah. I watched Bird Box too mm-hmm. um, over the the break as well, which I effectively have deemed a blind place. <laughs> uh, you and everyone else on the internet. I said it first, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, it, yeah, it's a very it's a concept where it's just like, oh, monsters are attacking. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then survival, mm-hmm. but they do it in a way where it you, that's not really the focus of the movie. It's no, about it, like love and it, it, it's about the family. Yeah. Yeah. And that and fam- and, and of course, I think what makes it work is the performances for oh, me. Oh, totally, totally. And Emily even, Blunt, John Krasinski, and the kids. Yeah, when I think, Blunt's in the bathtub, which is a great sentence. Uh, <laughs> when Blunt's in the bathtub, that's the, the, unbelievable. It, oh, my God. Yeah, I, I'd like to see Blunt in a bathtub. <laughs> but anyhow, uh, I was going to say, but I think the cast and the direction is really what makes it work. Because yeah. the script, uh, I'm sure like if you had just read the script, it would have just been like, all right, it's a pretty average script. Would have been about ten pages. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I feel like if you read the script, you wouldn't think much of it. But the guy, the people who came together and made it, are really what sold it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like the the performances, I, everyone always sings the praises of John Krasinski and uh, Emily Blunt. Rightfully so, they're incredible in the movie. But I don't know her name. But the the girl, the, the, young, the young girl, the young deaf girl in the movie. You have a girl who plays uh, Reagan. Yeah, yeah, she's incredible. Yeah, she's fantastic. Her performance is absolutely stunning. She did a very, very good job. Mm-hmm. Reagan, what? Is, what is, in, that was her name in the, the movie. In the yeah. movie, yeah, ah, that was yes, the daughter's yeah. name. Yes, oh, yes. There you I go. thought she put like a young Ronald Reagan. I was like, yeah. Yeah, no, he was deaf. <laughs> uh, I mean, Alan Rickman got to at one point in his career. <laughs> what, play a deaf guy? No. Oh, Ronald, <laughs> Ronald Reagan. Reagan. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Man, this illness is settling in. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah. Uh, I saw. I have a big fucking list here, uh, but one that I really enjoyed was Eighth Grade. Um, I think it, it's a wonderful film. It's mm-hmm. a really uh, Liam had Liam seen it as well. Um, his review of it is a little different than mine. Um, I think it's a movie that all, if not most, young adults who are struggling with with growing up, specifically people that are roughly around the age of like eighth grade, should watch it. Mm-hmm. I, I think it should almost be like required viewing. Because it, it explains everything that you're going through um, while doing it comedic, and but also very dramatic. And uh, Ellie Fisher, I think is her name is. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. Elsie right. Fisher. Elsie Fisher. She, I, I know I, we've talked about it before on the podcast, but she, she is just so good in that role. Because mm-hmm. she's just a, a, a girl. She's not, she's not like overly beautiful. She's not like super, super confident as a, as a person. At least that's what it seems like because she plays it so well in the movie. Um, and Bo Burnham did such a great job of directing. Mm-hmm. He did such a good job. It's a movie that I, I have not got around to seeing yet, but I really, really want to. Yeah. And, um, I'm, interested, I'm very interested to know what you have to say about it. Yeah, like I did watch it. It's very, very good, but I'm never going to watch it again. Yeah. Because it genuinely – I got genuinely depressed by the time it was over <laughs> just because like, like everybody else, eighth grade was not a good time for me. And like if ape, and I think it just made me almost get really existentially very sad, and like had a very start to like think about people and whatnot because it, everything that's terrible in that movie, is like what what I was going through in eighth grade and how eighth grade was, but on meth. <laughs> it's uh, like to a point where I even said to uh, I even I texted my buddy John or our buddy John when it was over. John Tasker. Yeah, buddy. and I said to him, uh, I'm like just finished eighth grade. Uh, very good. Never gonna watch it again. Everybody's a terrible person, and I want them to die. Which I strongly <laughs> disagree with. I strongly disagree with you on that. There is very good people in that movie. Very, I very, very good people. I don't know. In that I think movie. her dad needs to learn how to I discipline his kid. Strongly disagree with you. He's a okay. He's a single father. He's a single father. Are you a fucking single father? You know how fucking hard that would be. There's also like a, this is just another thing that I found amusing in it. Like, cause it's an endearing scene, but like, uh, her and uh, this one boy are talking about uh, about Rick and Morty and how they're fans, and I'm like, 
You are the exact wrong people to be watching that show. Also, also strongly disagree. I know a lot of people that are that age. Well, I don't know a lot of people. And that those are kind age, of people, I mean. people who are just like I don't know a bunch of sixteen-year-olds. <laughs> but the ones that I, I have interacted with, they watch Rick and Morty. Yeah, but I'm like the kind of people they are, and like the kind I, of like okay. things they're going through. I'm like you I'm are gonna, not the people who should be you're watching. You're pissing that. me off. I don't know. If we, should, <laughs> we should stop talking about eighth grade. What? What are Liam? Um. Let's see. Um, I talked a little bit about it on the show, but I really love Sorry to Bother You. Oh, yes, yes. Okay. Which I don't think you've seen it. I haven't seen it, no. No. Yeah, just because it was like, it was so unabashedly weird and different and like, and it's another thing where I was was talking about earlier where it just wasn't afraid of its quirky or bizarre premise. Mm -hmm. Like, um, also like, it wasn't, it has a lot of like very relevant social topics and whatnot. But it's not like it's not like a lot of other movies that talk about those things where it's like white people bad. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's more of like it's more of like a South Park es satire, um, like to a point where it goes to a direction in the end where I'm like, wow, this is like something I would have watched on South Park back in its prime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I, Liam's told me how it ends and it sounds super fucking weird. Um, yeah. I'm not gonna say anything because I, I don't want to spoil that one specifically. But you know, and all of the cast is great. Like uh, this kind of cemented Lakeith Stanfield as being a good actor for me. Mm-hmm. They also do one thing which is really cool. Like you know how back in like the '90s when you had like uh, your trio of friends. Like, there's the token fat guy, the token girl, the token, uh, was it the one token black guy? In this, like, their group of friends, they're all black, ex- and the one token guy is an Asian dude. <laughs> and I was like, all right, that's different. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get me an Asian friend now. <laughs> I have plenty. <laughs> all right. Anyway, Lucas? Uh, my next, next one on my list is Annihilation. Oh yeah, I still haven't yeah. seen it. Still haven't seen it. I know you've seen Annihilation. Right? Yeah, yeah Annihilation is great. It, it's still lingering on Netflix in my in my queue. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, it's there. I highly recommend it. It's it's kind of trippy at points. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's something. I I did see one scene where there's like a bear talking. Oh, that's that's all I know. Oh that, man, that, that's one terrifying. of the freakiest. That's one of the freakiest movie monsters I've seen yeah. in a yeah, while. I saw like thirty seconds of it and I was like, "That's weird. I don't want to spoil anything." <laughs> and then I, my brother was watching it, so I just yeah. I went back. But uh, it's it's scary. It's intriguing. It like it's makes scary. Your brain hey? melt. Points are yeah. Really? Because yeah, Some I saw are. that it, it popped up on horror mm-hmm. and Netflix, and I, I was very confused by that. Yeah, it it makes your brain go what the. <laughs> I know it show, also shows that in uh, that in an age uh, where people like Michael Bay and J.J. Abrams re- reign supreme, we can actually get really smart cerebral yeah, re- sci-fi. Really, yeah, that was thoughtful sci-fi. What, what's, what's the guy's name again? They directed it. Uh, Alex Garland. Alex yes. Garland. Alex yes. Garland. Yes. And I loved his last movie, uh, uh, Ex Machina. Ex Machina, and yeah. I also really liked this one. He's mm-hmm. only done the two, right? Um, he's written a bunch, right? But uh, director, directorially, yeah. like, uh, well, it's actually pretty much been confirmed that he secretly directed Dread. Really? <laughs> yeah. But, well, which uh, is another pretty sweet movie. But. Yeah, but for me, like, for me, a lot of, I, I talk about performances a lot because that's kind of, I, I uh, went to school for acting and stuff like that. It's kind of what, one of the things I latch on to. But uh, every, every single performance in that movie is, is stellar. Yeah. Natalie Portman brings her A-game. Uh, Jessica Thompson is in it, and she's great. Uh, Gina. Jennifer, Jason Lee, Gina yeah, yeah. Rodriguez. Yeah, Gina Rodriguez. Uh, I really liked her character. And um, Oscar Isaac is in it too. Yeah, he's I've heard great. he's only in it for like a couple of yeah. minutes. Yeah, so. but he's, he's he's great. Yeah. <laughs> Just like how he's kind of in into the Spider Verse. Yeah, <laughs> he's also. Uh, um, it's also a very beautiful looking movie. It is. It is visually stunning. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've heard it. Like the the color palette is just super funky. Mm-hmm. It almost looks like oil on top of a puddle. Like that's kind yeah, of, that's that's a good way to describe it. Yeah. Actually, yeah, to all the people who want to watch really smart sci-fi, put down your copies of Lost. Go watch Annihilation. <laughs> Lost is okay. I like Lost. Lost. I saw the first season. Me. I thought it was okay. I, I watched all of it. I like all of it. <laughs> right? Yeah, there you go. I don't think I think we're talking about two completely different things. Though, yeah. So. Um, yeah. It's really it's. Is it um, high sci-fi or is it more like hard sci-fi? Um, that's hard to say. It's it's definitely not. It doesn't like. I'd say uh, it rems more in the fantasy of sci-fi because mm. like nothing is explained. It's implied that it's it's uh, science. It does go a little bit into it, right? And it kind of gives an interesting explanation for everything that's going on, right? And I know we talked about it before, but it is based off of a book, a I series so. of books. And apparently, the book and the movie are not the same whatsoever. Oh, yeah. It's almost like they just took the name. 
right. and went with it. Like, there's elements from. I, I read the first like, yeah, I read the first chapter of it when I was at Chapters, and I was like, Chapters is a bookstore that we have in Canada. Yeah, FYI. there you go. Um, Either that or Indigo. Or Indigo. <laughs> um, I was gonna save out in regards to it being into your World War Z comment. I really want to read the book because I'd be curious if it's like World War Z where it took something really smart and turned it into something the, stupid. The book, yeah. the book is I, I, I've read World War Z. It's a fine book. It's, oh yeah, the, I like the book for World War Z. The yeah, movie was yeah, it's there. The the book is is not like the movie at all. No, it, the only the literally the only account. thing to, they took was the title. Yeah, um, yeah. There's, but I mean, like, yeah, I mean, like, I'm curious to see if uh, the book and the movie to Annihilation are like that because I haven't read the book it's based on. Yeah, neither have I. Um, yeah, no, it's just like. I mean, but from what you've described, it sounds kind of like Blade Runner, how if you read the book that Blade Runner is based on, they're very, very different. Oh, I see. I, it was like, I thought you were saying Annihilation was like Blade Runner. I was like, I've seen the trailer. I don't know. How, <laughs> I called Chief, but he says that's not it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there's, uh, that's, that's Annihilation. That's, that's another one. Um, on my list, I have mid-90s, which we did talk about. We've talked about, a lot of these we have talked about mm-hmm. in the past, but just kind of, it's it's fun to kind of re- rehash a lot of yeah. this stuff. Mid-90s is wonderful. The performance, it, it's another one of those ones where I absolutely adore the performances. Um, it's very down-to-earth and very real, um, which you don't normally get from coming-of-age stories. It, a lot of coming-of-age stories are um, like a little bit more, Fantastical, or mm-hmm. I, I like to call them hipster hand jobs. But. Yeah, <laughs> yes, hipster hand jobs. Um, if a, here's I got a joke for you. All right. Um, if uh, if a if a person who sing or speaks sign language gives you a hand job, is it a blowjob? <laughs> <laughs> Another excellent question. Oh, this is a good one. Anyway, yeah. anyway, it had nothing to do with the movie. Um, yeah, no, I, I love the performances, and I think as a, as a as a place for Jonah Hill to start, it's a he's like. It, which kind of sucks is he set the bar a little too high for himself, mm. right? So he's got to really do something wonderful with his next film. Or he might never do another thing again, yeah. right? Like Ben Stiller has directed a number of films that a lot of people have not seen. Like um, The Cable sure. Guy. Like The Cable Guy. I love like, The Cable I think guy. the only one I've seen... He, did he direct uh, Walter Mitty? Yes, he uh, did. Yeah, he did. Okay. Yes, he did. That's, that's the one I've seen, I think. Yeah, um, which I, I've watched like the first couple of minutes of it. Yeah, it's okay. I liked it. Yeah. It's fine. Uh, but uh, on the note of mid '90s, it, it, it's just funny how to, to. It's I really love watching people who have worked in the film industry for so long, um, step into a different role and try something mm-hmm. different, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, try, you know, Sam Shepard was a really wonderful one for it too. May he rest in peace. He directed a number of films and, and a number of plays, wrote books, was a star in a lot of films and stuff. Wonderful actor, you know, mm-hmm. just, and just like using your talent. For the best, in the best way possible, and I think yeah. that's what Jonah Hill did yeah, with mid nineties. Nice. Like also with Ben Affleck and how he moved into directing, and many would are, would argue, and I personally agree that he's a far better director than he is, but he is an actor. I don't know. I heard Li- yeah. Live by Night was a god awful film. Yeah, but he was also, from what I understand, he had to make that in a sliver of time between uh, doing rewrites for Justice League, filing for divorce, dealing with alcoholism. Oof. Yeah, Hollywood. Yeah. So I mean, like. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that wouldn't stress it, stretch anybody thin, thin at all. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's a, he's a really effective director. He's not. I think he's. Uh, we won't go into that. Never mind. Let's just. <laughs> yeah, I don't mind like actor. Help. I like him better as a. I like him better as a director. Mm-hmm. I do too. All right, Liam. Um, okay, so another thing that I guess really stuck with me this year. Fuck, this is tricky because a lot of the stuff I really liked we've talked about in the past and. Uh, or have just uh, talked about. Or have just, <laughs> talked, <laughs> just about. talked about. Um. I guess to throw one out that I really liked was uh, um, I really really enjoyed uh, um, Deadpool two. Yeah. Um, because it's on uh, mine as well. It's on my I list as well. Felt like it was an actual honest to god Deadpool movie. Yes. <laughs> and uh, I was an and also like the fact because I liked the first one, but this time they actually had the money and the resources to really do what they wanted to do. You okay. still haven't seen it, hey? I have not. No. Yeah, I don't. I don't, th- I don't really plan on seeing yeah, it. Yeah, because you didn't like the first one at all. Hey? I, I, I thought it was fine. Yeah. I I thought it was. Exceptionally average. I know yeah. we, we've we've also said that a number of and times. And I feel like I this feel is like the fifth time we've mentioned how much Lucas thought Deadpool one was meh. Yeah, <laughs> and I feel like you'd enjoy the second one a lot more. Okay. Um, just because like the directing style's pretty different. Yeah. Oh, totally. Um, like uh, like we have David Leach on, uh, the guy who directed Atomic Blonde, and he was okay. a co-director on the first uh, John Wick. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Cool. Oh, and his next movie is uh, he's doing a Fast and Furious spinoff. Yeah, um, just, Hobbs oh, and Shaw. Hobbs and Shaw, yeah, with uh, The Rock and Jason Statham, is it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, um, uh, t- what is his name, Chad T. Wichelle LG4? No, it's uh, Idris Elba. Oh, okay. Right. Uh, if, that, if it was true with LG4, I'd see it in a heartbeat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that guy. Um, but, yeah, no, um, like, I, 
like, I think a lot of it is just comic book stuff that made me really enjoy it. Mm -hmm. um, like, how, again, like, uh, they could actually really do what they wanted. Um, like, uh, it's still kind of toned down for what Deadpool is in the, uh, I was at Inva comics, but he's still doing risque things that, like, you never see another superhero do. Like, yeah, you actually mm -hmm. see him doing cocaine at one point. You also see his <laughs> tiny baby penis. Yes. <laughs> I spelled the joke, but it's a great joke. Yeah, I'm oh, great. Yeah. I, that was one of the biggest laughs I got this, this past year. Yeah, I remember yes. I was just, like, after watching that at theater, I was like, I can't imagine with a Fox buyout at Disney, there would be a mouse being like, nope, nope, we're never doing that again. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> um, to be fair, to be fair, Pulp Fiction was made under Disney. That is true. Miramax. Yeah. Yep. Miramax right, isn't that before Disney bought Miramax? No. Nope. Miramax was a Disney property at that point. It's um, so funny. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, overall I did like, I guess on the subject of comic book movies, I did enjoy most that came out this year. Yeah, Black Panther, Infinity yeah. War, yeah, yeah. Spider-Verse, Incredibles. Um, I that's, really that's technically a superhero movie. Yeah. Was it I really enjoyed Aquaman, um, Infinity War. There was Ant-Man and the Wasp, Ant but that was kind of like, eh. And I, totally I didn't like meh. it very much. Yeah, I thought it was fine. I um... Good. And it's not like the first one where I thought the first one was a shithead movie, but <laughs> but no, uh, Black Panther was great. Yeah, um, Infinity War was really good. I think there there's some problems with it, specifically yeah. with Thanos, but we'll get into that. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm like I still don't buy that he couldn't have just snapped and made and doubled all the resources. Well, there's there's a lot of problems <laughs> with that too because he'll run out of those resources too. But also snap again. <laughs> over the the globalization. But overpopulation has been predicted to be a problem since there was about 1 billion people on Earth. Right. And there are 7 billion, almost 8 billion now, and it still isn't a problem. We have enough resources to feed 10 billion people on this planet, but we just don't distribute it properly. Yeah, yeah it's like, and it also, <laughs> and I still stand by, but it's just like so generic and like uh, compared to like what he is in the comics, that mm -hmm. was so much cooler there. Yeah. And also, if you snap your fingers and destroy half the Earth's population, that brings us back to the 70s. Right. Oh. 50 years ago. Enough, like, yeah. Well, at the same, it's the whole universe, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah but, but like specifically just for Earth, yeah. it would not solve any problems. Do you, it would do create you, more problems than it Do solves. you think in the next one, in Endgame, they're all going to have like afros and bell-bottom jeans? And shit? <laughs> oh, they better. Yeah, um, they're just like, also, no one's around to judge me. Yeah. Fuck, wear what I want. I think also with it is that it's like, it made me realize, and like what I was talking about with Aquaman, I was not afraid. Infinity mm -hmm. War is probably the most cosmic thing they've done, but it's still baby's first cosmic adventure. It yeah. is, it is. But like... like Considering the MCU's roots in Iron Man and everything being sci-fi and strictly not fantasy, they've grown a lot. I, don't <laughs> I just true. feel like after 10 years, they could be going a lot further. Yeah, but like also most mainstream audiences are more accepting of uh, like the quote-unquote plausible sci-fi yeah. than they are of fantastical cosmic elements. Yeah, but I mean, look That's at... That's what gets asses in the seats, man. Yeah. But look at Aquaman and how it got asses in the well, seats. Yeah, but it's, like, made, oh, it's already past the I'm dark not, I'm not disagreeing with you, but also like... I think I think Marvel did a lot of that work to make that happen. Yeah, and also the trailer for Aquaman makes it seem like it's your pretty standard fanfare. I don't right? know. I mean, like, in the trailer, you have, like, these crazy sets and worlds and how colorful it is and, like... Well, you get that in the Marvel films as well. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, like, even Denver, it's still just so toned down. It looks like... Maybe compared to... I, I haven't read many comic books, so I can't tell you, but a lot of them, a lot of the sets, especially in, like, the cosmic scale of the MCU, are very... Very colorful and very vibrant. Yeah, it's, yeah especially, especially in Guardians, Guardians movies. Yeah. I mean, it just feels like I just feel like Marvel makes movie people. People who make Marvel for movies are people who don't like comic books. I disagree. And yeah, with, I also disagree. I feel like with uh, with at least the direction DC seems to be going, they have people out there who legit who genuinely I, I, love I, comics. I feel like now. I feel like with Wonder Woman yeah. specifically, and probably with what you're saying yeah. about Aquaman, that one too. The other ones. Those movies fucking hate yeah. comic books. Yeah, Dave, uh, David Goyer <laughs> clearly does not like comic books or comic book fans. Mm -hmm. also, also, to be, I would like to also mention that um, comic book movies are not made for comic book fans. They're made for everybody. They're made for everyone, and they're made they're made to make people get into comic books. So if you made a purely comic book film, I bet you would fucking flop. I don't know. Spider Verse is doing pretty well. It's not doing. It's not doing that great. What's not? Spider Verse. It's, it's yeah, doing it's okay. Not. Yeah, it's I mean, not doing great. I mean, but compared to like the money that was spent on it, I think it had a budget of like ninety mil, and it's made about three hundred mil. Yeah, it, double, it definitely has doubled its budget. Yeah, and, but and, but and even, there's talks about like, getting a sequel. Yeah, which I'm sure it will. But like, it's not it's not making a billion dollars. That's no. not going to happen. No. 
I think most of most Avengers movies have hit a billion. I think. Um, I think uh, five of them have. Like, yeah. Like, I mean, like, I never thought that we'd live in an age where a movie about Black Panther has made uh, has made <laughs> as much money as it has. Yeah, tell me about it. It's not like back when, like, uh, say things like Transformers were making like a billion dollars, where I was actually genuinely concerned as to how I was making all that money. <laughs> I've said it before. I'm gonna probably say it again. The last Ice Age movie made a billion dollars in Asia alone. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. That's... Well, China is the second biggest movie market, and. The big movies are catering to China now. That, that's um, one of the reasons Star Wars is kind of struggling. Uh, it's, it's not popular in China. People don't like Star Wars in China. Right. Um, uh, apparently, too, in, in China, uh, they limit the amount of American films that yes, come in every year. that is true. It's like roughly like five or six mm-hmm. that are allowed to come in every year. Yeah. And if you're also only getting like Star Wars and shit all the time, like... Yeah, what are you going to do? Watch something what, else. Yeah, what do you need to watch? Well, I mean, uh, Star Wars, which uh, has an Asian person in it, last oh, one did. Oh, yeah, no. But, uh, uh, one, one sec. Uh, but uh, and then you have Transformers Five or whatever that has like the Chinese military playing yeah, a huge ta- role. It takes into place it. in China. Some something, something yeah. like that. Yeah. What 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 is the Chinese government going to allow? Um, yeah. I was going <laughs> to say that uh, Rogue One made a bunch of money in China because they had Donnie Yen. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Because um, Donnie Yen's very popular. Um, what I understand. Or even uh, Pacific Rim Uprising, a very shitty movie from last year. Versus all <laughs> killed plot. it. There's a whole plot element that happens literally just to appeal to the chi- to China. Yeah, because well, yeah, well, why wouldn't like from a business perspective, why wouldn't you? Yeah, they kill off a Japanese character because China does not like Japan. <laughs> and but that's a that's a great transition point. Uh, talking about some of the movies that we didn't like this mm-hmm. year. Um, so we've already talked about Venom. Venom is fucking garbage. It's not good. I can't believe they're getting a sequel for it. I'm also going to preface by saying that, like, despite as many films as we like, notice how we were coming to a halt at the end, because last year was not a very good year for movies. No, it really wasn't. I I think I'm going to list more movies I didn't like than I did Mm -hmm. like, um, which is unfortunate, but... It's just the way the the industry is now. Um, most of the movies I did like from past from last year were, for lack of a better term, indie films like mm. Eighth Grade, Mid Nineties, A Quiet Place, arguably. Sorry to bother you. Like, uh, yeah, uh, but you just mentioned Pacific Rim Uprising was just not good. Liam and I had to go drink after <laughs> to forget it. Um, I saw a number of films, well, a, a few on here that I know you guys have definitely not seen. I saw Insidious, The Last Key okay. um, with my brother. I don't remember anything about it. <laughs> Didn't tell uh, I don't remember Winnell a direct damn that one. thing. Who? Did Leigh Whannell direct that one? Uh, maybe. I because can't I know he took over Insidious <clears throat> after him and Juan uh, parted ways. Right. I don't know, but I don't remember a goddamn thing from the movie. All I right. sat through the whole thing. Don't remember a moment of it. Um, I also saw Winchester with uh, Jason uh, uh, what's Clark. It? Jason Clark. Um, again, I don't remember a thing from it. Yeah. I just sat so through it. It was super bad. Yeah. And then I totally forgot everything about it. Um, Fantastic Beasts 2, I've talked about it. Fucking hate and it. I finally saw it, and I didn't like it. So there is one thing I was going to ask you guys. When it comes to a bad movie, what what bothers you more? What constitutes more as a bad movie for you? A movie that's so bad but it pissed you off, or a movie that was just so averagely bad that you forgot about it? Well, I, get, I none of them either piss me off. It's just like, if I forget about a movie, I think that's almost better. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. like... Yeah, because, I mean, like, I don't know. I mean, like, if it was so bland and boring but I forgot about it, I'm, I almost think that's worse. Yeah, but I, it's not occupying any of my brain power, right? I mean, like, with other things, like, like, like when I see something that is so, like, just traditionally bad but I'm not, that I forget about it, like, with other things, I'm like, fuck me, at least I could laugh and, like, make, get worked up about how bad it was. Yeah, that's true. Um, but, yeah, Fantastic Beats didn't, like, no, don't want to talk, don't want to talk about it. <laughs> um, although, one thing I think we should talk about is Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom again. Mm. Because mm. I I would argue that's probably one of the worst films from last year. I would, I would, it's, it's the worst film I saw from last year, and I like it. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I will not, I will not sit here and defend it and say it's a good movie, because no. it's not... I enjoyed his dumbness. No, I mean, if you want to hear our real thoughts on it, then go back a couple episodes, re- listen to our bonus episode. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Um, having let it kind of marinate for a while. Sorry, I thought I had to sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving that in. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, having let it marinate for so long, um, it's another one of those ones where I, I forget certain plot points and shit. Yeah. I forget a lot of a lot of stuff about it. 
what I, I did like about it, because I do think there are moments that I do like about it. Some mm-hmm. of the action scenes are really fucking cool. Yeah. Like when they're running away from the volcano. Mm-hmm. That, that's awesome. I that's think really this cool director scene. has a better grasp on making things look good than Colin Trevorrow does. Right. Because I think, um, I was at the visuals and like effects in the first Jurassic World looked like a kid went diarrhea on a napkin. No. I did, no. Oh, that's, that's an exaggeration. That's a massive exaggeration. <laughs> I don't know. I think the whole like climate, all of the dinosaurs look like piss. I think they look fine. Some of them, sometimes they look a little flat to me. Yeah, you got it. some fucking high standards here. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's like I, I mean, watch like, Riverdale. For how fuck's is sake. it that? How is it that a movie that is t- over twenty five years old looks better than what's coming out right now? I wish. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so like, what I kind of wanted to transition to, and what I kind of want to end on, because we're rearing the end of our podcast here. Um, there is one movie I do want to oh. talk about real okay, quick. Okay, go ahead, Liam. Right. Yeah, feel free. Yeah, um, yeah I was. You know, <laughs> I was just trying to carry the conversation along, but sure, go. Yeah, yeah no, there's... Uh... All right, anyway, that was Liam. Uh... <laughs> um, there was one movie that came out last year that I was very, very much looking forward to. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't see it because I was a uh, a friend of mine said, like, if you're a fan of this director of this franchise, don't see it. It will hurt your feelings. Mm-hmm. That movie is The Predator. Yeah, but you did see it. Yeah, I eventually did see it. Um, and... Yeah, they were right. I felt pretty empty by the time it was over. <laughs> um, they ate my soul. It was like, what happened? Shane Black, what happened? Like, I know there was a lot of reshoots and stuff, but I, you have to have at least had some kind of integrity. Like, there's so much stupid, just bad shit in it. Um, like, how was it like? Uh, to a point where one of the plot points is there's a predator dog that gets shot in the head and it starts following them around and they use it as a weapon because it's brain damaged. <laughs> Yeah. That, was, that was quite a sentence. Yeah, it was a, yeah <laughs> one of the predator dogs gets shot in the head and his brain damaged and starts following them around and they start using it as like... <laughs> That's ridiculous. Um, oh, yeah, no. no, I remember we were ha- hanging out and we went for a drink and I told him about it and he's like, that's fucking dumb. Yeah, that's <laughs> super that's, dumb. That's um, that's there's also, uh, it also wastes a lot of really good actors. Um, like, I like Boyd Hallbrook. I like Sterling K. Brown. In fact, uh, one of them has probably one of the stupidest deaths I've ever seen in a movie. Mm-hmm. Where he has like a predator gun on his shoulder and it, like, and he's trying to aim it to fire and he just turns and shoots him in the head and his head blows up. Oh. And I'm like, okay, what purpose did that serve? Like, yeah. hmm. it's just yeah. so abrupt and like, you know, it's like the editing and bad reshoot stuff is as bad as Suicide Squad shit. Oh. Okay, all right, all right. Liam didn't like the Predator. Uh, <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. Moving on. Uh, so what I was going to say was just, you know, why why did we feel like this last year um, experience, we experienced so so few um, great movies last year? Mm-hmm. versus And, like, how we feel like this year is going to play out, mm-hmm. right? Because, I mean, last year there was a lot of, like, like I was saying before, indie darlings. I didn't even know mid-'90s was a thing until, like, the summer, mm-hmm. right? Like, it was a pretty, like undercover kind of thing and then they drop it it's a great film it's the same i think a lot of that is going to happen this year as well but we do have a lot of big titles coming up so like endgame that's a a big big title um we got far from home coming out Mm -hmm. we got um star wars nine star wars nine which i'm very skeptical about because i'm not the biggest fan of mr abrams (laughs) liam and i watched last jedi uh, a couple weeks ago that's a good movie. It's a very good movie. That's a good movie. It's not. A, People I, are gonna kill us now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you know, it's, it's really sad how uh, how before that everybody praises Abrams going off and be like, "Look, I made Star Wars. I mean, I didn't really do anything new, cool, or interesting, but I made Star Wars. Why, damn why, it! Why do people hate the Last Jedi so much? I don't, I don't know. Because don't Brian Johnson it. makes movies and understands and makes things smarter for general audiences. Oh, man, <laughs> I haven't I haven't heard that for a year. And, yeah, <laughs> people get really people start to get really bad thinky pains when uh, something different happens. <laughs> Thank you, Payne. And then also, I think it it wasn't um, quite what people were expecting, so they got mad about it. Certain subsects of sub uh, sub parts of people uh, are mad about it because it's not all white people, right? And stuff like that. And I'm not saying that's everybody who hate who hated Last Jedi. Obviously, they're not. all fucking racist. <laughs> Every mean, single one of them. You're Nazis. I mean, no. but to a point, um, <laughs> to a point where um, people are petitioning, are trying to petition to get Ryan Johnson to admit something that he doesn't believe. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. He, it was a mistake. Uh, no, yeah, no. okay. Yeah, it's all cluing in on me. I'm, I'm on I'm on the sequel memes uh, subreddit. On, okay. on on Reddit. Um, where it's all just memes about the sequel movies, uh, and there's a massive hate for for the mm-hmm. Last Jedi. Like people, oh, yeah. shit on it constantly. Yeah, and people then, like, are saying it's the one of the, it, I've heard people say it's the worst movie ever made. 
<laughs> Stupid. <laughs> they haven't seen many movies. Yeah, yeah no, like... totally not. But on, anyway, uh, at any rate, I wanted to kind of talk about like how we feel like this next year is going to unfold and what what we are looking forward to. Um, I've seen a couple of trailers for things here and there. Um, I was really excited for Glass. Mm-hmm. That was one I was really excited with, and then I've said it already on this episode. It's meh. It's fine. Yeah. It's a movie, yeah. which I'm afraid one of two things is either happening with me. I'm either becoming more jaded or my expectations are set too high. Maybe. I don't I th- know. I think it's that Hollywood has fallen into a rut and they need to pull themselves out of it and start trying again because I feel like we've they've fallen into like what was going on in like the 90s where they like so in the 90s they had this uh, Hollywood discovered this amazing new tool which was CGI mm-hmm. and then the internet yeah, and remember was the dark age of movies where like everything was just a bad disaster movie <laughs> yeah. and like that sounds I'm sorry that just sounds so dramatic. And it's like some the bad dark movies came ages. out. No, it's I mean, dark ages. no, I mean like there, good movies then were the exception, and it was getting bad. Oh, yeah, and I'm no, really no. scared that we're falling into a second dark age. No, like, but I, I, in I the nineties, we, we, we've hit a lull. Yeah. Of, it happens. Not every year great movies can come out. No, totally not. Great movies are like, great movies are the exception. Yeah. Average movies are the rule. <laughs> yeah, totally, exactly. Like, in, in 30 years, no one will remember the average movies, and they'll only think about the great movies, and they'll be like, oh, people made such great movies in those times. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, because those are the ones that made the most money, or the ones that were critically acclaimed, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, people, the ones people remember, the ones people love. But when you think about, like, two or three years ago, you don't think about, like fucking Fred Claus and shit. No. No, you're like, you're going to be thinking about like the, the, the big budget films that came out in, the, in that mm, time, right? The, the movies that really like killed it. I think I, Fred Claus it came did, out considerably earlier. I know. I was <laughs> just making a point. I mean, how would I know back then? I haven't even seen that movie. But Vince Vaughn is no Kurt Russell. I, I think, I think this next year we're, I want the year to play out with like I, I really hope we go back to letting indie directors and indie filmmakers into the theaters again <laughs> right because there's in a lot of in a lot of ways um movies are if you make an indie movie it's going on netflix or it's going on hulu or it's going on amazon yeah and then yeah you hit a wider audience for sure but there's something about the experience of going to a movie i agree there's like something. i love i love going and getting popcorn i love sitting down i love you know kicking mm. the back of the seat of the person I, I, in front I, of me I, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I love seeing uh, a highly anticipated movie on opening night Oh, yeah, it's it is, great. It's a fucking incredible experience. When when we saw Force Awakens, like basically opening night, mm-hmm. one of the best nights of my life. Oh yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah. Sitting uh, there, I, I almost cried when when yeah. bah, 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 bah. I was like, yeah. God damn it. Oh man. Um, I was it's up just sure. like, uh, shit. What was I gonna say? That. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think it's also sad with indie directors how they go off and they make a bunch of like really good uh, indie darlings. And then Hollywood contracts them and has them do big blockbusters just so they can be pushed around. Yeah, you look at, like, Josh Trank, right? Yeah, or, like, uh, uh, that guy who directed Kong. Wait, what's his name? Uh, Jordan something. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's got a forget, forgetable name. I mean, yeah. like, uh, but, 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 I mean, sometimes you get your Gareth Edwardses. You get your uh, Ryan Johnsons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, like, who actually... But even look at, like, what happened to Mark Webb. Where I don't think Mark Webb has made a movie since uh, ASM2. I, yeah, I don't yeah. think so. Yeah, because, I mean, like, or even, like, look at uh, Joss Whedon and how uh, making Marvel movies kind of broke him for a little while. Well, yeah, while. well, the thing is, like, making a big Hollywood blockbuster is a fuck ton of work. Like, it's highly stressful. You have millions of dollars on the line. Mm-hmm. Millions of dollars of other people's money who will fucking wreck you yeah. <laughs> if you oh, yeah. lose their money. Yeah. And, like, it's it's a highly stressful experience. And if and going from, like, an indie set, which is a stressful environment, don't get it me is. wrong. Yeah, yeah. But then you multiply that by 100 when you're doing a blockbuster. Yeah, you have so many other people you have to worry about. Yeah, exactly. That's, I think that, and that's a workload not everybody can handle, and that's fine. Well, I mean, like, Josh Trank has a movie coming out this year, but he hasn't done anything since uh, Fantastic. Mm-hmm. I also I'm not I'm not sure that guy was a was a great filmmaker. He made nah, Chronicle, which is good. He, but Chronicle's like, fine. Well, I mean, even he also like, worked with uh, fucking Max Landis. He's a yeah, I, I'm, I'm surprised that movie came out good. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, there's even talked about how there was bad news on the set when like Chronicle was being made. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, I've heard stories. Yeah. I don't, know. I don't want to get it. Well, we've talked about Max Landis. I'm thinking of a fucking no. I'm saying like with Josh Trank, like wherever he goes, trouble just seems to follow him. Yeah. Well, Maybe yeah. he should be a better human being. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm excited. I'm excited for this next year. Uh, hopefully, it's gonna give us some content for the podcast, and yeah. in, instead yeah. of us just like farting around, yeah. which I don't mind doing. I don't mind farting around. But uh, I'm looking forward to this year, and I and I hope last year is not really a massive indication of what the future of Hollywood is gonna be like. Not necessarily 
in a bad way or a good way. You know, like yeah. like I think last year was a was a it wasn't a banner year. It was not. It no, was not, not really. It was a year that happened. We got yeah. some movies. We watched some movies. Yeah. Now we got a new year. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So what are you guys looking forward to in 2019? Um, I was looking forward to Glass. Oh, yeah. That was a big one. Now, <laughs> that's gone. Now it's the Lego Movie 2, the second part. Oh, yeah. I'm looking not, forward not to Not fucking nice. lying. <laughs> I'm looking forward. I mean, I'm looking forward to Endgame. I'm looking forward to... I'm still skeptical about it, but I'm looking forward to Episode 9. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so stoked for Episode I mean, I'm, I'm just I'm hoping that, I'm that Abrams actually thinks about what he's doing. But yeah. I, th- I think what's interesting about that is uh, the way Last Jedi ended, he kind of has to. He has to what? He, he kind of has to... like. Uh, is he the way Ryan Johnson left it? You can't really put a cookie cutter ending on it. No, yeah. no, 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 totally not. No, unless he Which goes out of his way to try and retcon it. Maybe I hope he. doesn't. I really hope he doesn't. I, yeah, especially the the parents reveal. I hope that does not get. Oh, changed. if he goes and pulls that shit, I will fly down to LA and I will kick <laughs> his ass personally. No, no. But uh, I'm I'm lo- I'm looking forward to Captain Marvel. I think that'll be fun. And I think it just. Looks so bland, and it's like I think Marvel just. I think another thing Marvel seems scared of is having a female lead. I, yeah, I, I was really excited about it, and then we saw a trailer for it mm. when we saw Glass, and the trailer completely underwhelmed. No, that's unfortunate. I really wish. Everything I've seen for it has. It looks fun. I wanna. I wanna just stop watching fucking trailers. I wanna watch like the first trailer and get what I'm. No. no yeah, they released too many to. trailers. Yeah, but no, I think I think Brie Larson is gonna be fun in that movie. Yeah, I, I think I think her performance is gonna be great. Yeah, I don't know about the movie, but I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I'm also really looking forward to uh, the concluding movie to a series I don't think you guys have watched yet. Uh, How to Train Your Dragon. How no, to Train Dragon no, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I'm, the, I, the I know Dark how, World or something? Was it? Uh, the Hidden World. <laughs> the Dark World was a Thor movie. Yeah, um, yeah it, I'm probably going to cry because yeah. I know how it ends. Cause, really? Yeah, they, they've sort of said how it ends because oh. the, the books end the same way. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, I didn't realize there was books. Yeah, it, it's they're very, very different. Oh, <laughs> I, yeah. read the, I read the first one. Uh, and very very different. Hiccup doesn't actually ride toothless until like the fifth book or something. Really? There's, How many of those books? There's are a there? lot of them. Oof. Whole bunch. I, did, I had no clue. Yeah, but like even the trailer kind of hints at it. Uh, in the trailer, Hiccup says like there were dragons when I was a boy. Where they went, no one knows. Ah, so okay. They're gonna have to separate, and I'm gonna cry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it, I I saw the trailer for it. it looks good. I, I would I would really like to watch the other two films. Uh, I've heard they're fantastic. Um, anyway, yes. Yeah, so this has been the Snifflecast. Uh, <laughs> looking forward to having you all come back next week or two weeks from now. Next episode, like we mentioned it before, uh, is going to be all about Spider-Man. Uh, so swing in for that. <laughs> That'll be a good one. That was actually an ant in the background playing the drum. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I prefer if it were an octopus. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's, well, there's an octopus and then there's a squid. I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. <laughs> I think we should probably end this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah this has been good. Uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in again. Uh, looking forward to this year, and I think it's going to be a good time. This has been the Thundercast. My name's Christian. My name's Lucas. And I'm Liam. See ya. So, so good. You guys continue to cement how this is a really a podcast that talks about movies. They watch the podcast that talks about the good place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I talked about a stupid Don Kong 64 stream. True. We talk about everything. Fuck it. We, got, we have no direction anymore. 2019. We're going everywhere. Except yeah, for everywhere. some subjects, but apparently I'm not allowed to talk about it anymore. <laughs> yes, <laughs>